results to the keeper. Oh, yeah. Here comes Kepu. Kepu on the charge. Kepu's gone. Tokov and Joseph is in again. And England will surely finish the year Ho, 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 ho. Oh, Merry Christmas to you all, Sean Maloney, in the chair for our final Fox Rugby podcast of 2016. In the house, we have a full deck, including Sam Worthington, Chrissy Doran and Stephen Hoyles. Gentlemen, festive wishes to you all. Well, it's a lovely time of year, isn't it? We always love to talk about positive things, and there's nothing more positive than Christmas, I suppose. So thanks for having me once again. Listen, it's been a great way to wrap up the season. We've got the, the, full, the full wind down, don't we, were though? Our awards for we the year as well. We should have called Deno in. We should have called Dave Dennis in. really contributed that we haven't got in. Correct. Yeah, he'll be having a nice white Christmas over there. Um, yeah, well, look, we we're going to hand out some uh, some very prestigious gongs today, aren't we? We had the uh, Rupert Awards yesterday, one of the final awards for the season, but I don't think it gets any bigger than the Fox Rugby Podcast Awards, which we're going <laughs> to dish out later on. What have you got for on. us, Christy? A couple of three out of tens, ready to serve <laughs> up? A couple of them, but Sean, good to see you back here, mate. Yep, it is good to be back. Uh, just quickly, we're going to round up how the Wallabies went at Twickenham and also our Australian men's and women's seven side. So we'll get to them in just a sec. But first to Twickenham, guys, what was going through your mind as you watched the Wallabies blow a three-point lead at the break? Yeah, well, I guess earlier on in the game, the Wallabies made such a tremendous start, um, couldn't have started any better, and England were genuinely rattled, um, you know, similar to what the Wallabies did against the All Blacks at Eden Park, but you got a bad feeling when they got held up twice over the line, some desperate England defence kept them in it, and that, that's what good teams do, they, they limit the damage when they're not playing particularly well, so the fact that they survived, uh, there was a little knock-on for one try, and then held up twice over the line as well, and he just had a... A, a bit of a bad feeling after that that the Wallabies had blown their their window to really pile some points on, and, and sure enough, um, England, you know, with Owen Farrell taking the scoreboard along with that radar-like uh, boot of his, um, you know, proved too strong and just just fed off the Wallabies' mistakes. So, yes, yeah, probably summed up a bit of a frustrating year for Australian fans. Yeah, I think we just saw the, a team that's won all year and a team that's virtually lost all year. Uh, the big moments, England kind of found their way out of it. They weathered the early storm to an extent. They could have easily been behind by 17 points, not just 10. Uh, a couple of held-up decisions with Tevita Kurandrani and Sikopi Kepu early on held up, which were, were big moments. I think they were probably fair enough decisions, but if you can capitalise on those moments and, and extend that margin even further, you're, uh, you're going to go a long way to winning the, winning the, the game. And to be up only 16-13 at half-time probably wasn't uh, enough didn't reflect how dominant the Wallabies were for that for the opening 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, it's interesting you say it's uh, a side that's lost most of the year. Like they're, they're still, the start of the year is, is world number two and they're finished as world number three. And it just goes to show they've lost a lot of games. Yeah, they're about 50% of their games they won this year. But it just shows how competitive world, world rugby has become because they've only managed to slip one play. So from one and two down, everyone's fighting. Like it's really, really competitive. And yeah, the, the Wallabies against England... Uh, they they gave them opportunities and they made mistakes and, and England pounced and, and that was probably the difference in the end. So it's always frustrating when you lose a game, but it's more frustrating when you lose a game that you feel that you let them back into it. And you know England, that's a you know it's, it's a remarkable season from them. Like they have not done that in since nineteen ninety. This is that World Cup winning yeah. two thousand and three. Yeah. yeah, they went thirteen straight. I yeah. think then. So this that but calendar year in a and calendar year they haven't gone yeah. undefeated in the calendar year since the early nineties. So that's that's. You see how hard it is in world rugby to do that, and they've played, they've played 
the number two slash three, which has been Australia. They've played them four times. Six Nations is always competitive. Uh, the only team they haven't played is, obviously, is, is of course, the All Blacks. So, um, you know, it sucks seeing that Northern Hemisphere improve, but it's you know, it sucks as an Australian fan, but mm. it's good for the game. It was a remarkable performance, I thought, from England across each of the four games against Wolbys this year. Whenever they had the slightest door opening, whenever the Australians made a mistake... England absolutely punished, and that was an amazing, amazing feat for them. We go all the way back to Suncorp when we had the Bernard Foley no try early on. It could have set up an Australia, a massive Australian lead. They come back for an obstruction. England go bang, 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 score 10 points, 17 points swing there. There was something similar in Melbourne and again in Sydney. And then, of course, at the weekend, just one loose pass saw Joseph scoot away for that try that brought them right back into it. So, hey, hats off, you know, yeah. like that. You, that can't, you can't fluke 14 wins in a row. 100%. Like they're, they're, if they played the All Blacks now, I don't know who'd be favourites because on form. At Twickenham. At Twickenham. Home territory. Yeah. yeah. You'd have it pretty tight. I think yeah. you'd have a dollar seventy two ten if you were setting a line. Would you? Okay. You'd yeah. have New Zealand dollar seventy. I think you'd have England two ten, but a very, very few points between those two sides. So the Olbies, unfortunately for us, finish with an L, which is a shame, guys, because as we said last week, we would just have loved to have had the Olbies finish the season with a W. There's no question. Yeah, it would have cast a different complexion on the season, as we talked about, if they had managed to, to pull that off. So, you know, at the moment, there's some serious questions being asked, and, and fair enough. Uh, Bill Pulver's come out and, and, you know, thrown his full support, as you'd expect, behind Michael Checker, and, and realistically, I don't think there's a better person for the job at the moment. But, you know, some, some serious questions do need to be asked, because they have quite clearly gone backwards since the World Cup, and yes, they've had player turnover and injuries, but all teams have had that. So, yeah, look, I, I think that some serious questions are certainly fair enough. Indeed. Uh, Hoyles, a question for you, mate. You were part of that, that Waratahs team around or 2014. Is there a comparison or a parallel between how the Wallabies have fared this year to hopefully how they will go next year as with the Waratahs in 13-14 when, when Checker kind of came in there? Uh, a rebuilding, I suppose, a change of style, um, up-tempo kind of forwards attempted to bully the opposition and... Um, uh, the passes started to stick in 14 when they didn't quite in 13. Yeah, the difference is the check came into the Wallabies in 14. So I think last year was that year where you saw that spike in improvement with the Wallabies. Not to say it won't happen again, but they should all be really familiar with the game plan by now. So that that the familiarity with coaching and play roles and stuff like that, I don't think that is much of a difference. The, the benefit we'll get next year will be because of the players that we blooded this year and, and they were excellent this year. That's one of the shining lights I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the show but just how good those guys that came on for their first season in a Wallaby jumper played. But um, there's, a, there's a complete different game plan to what... It's a similar philosophy for what the Waratahs did in 13, 14 and 15 as to what the Wallabies are doing. Michael Checker coaches a, a team that likes to play with a lot of passing, a lot of running. There's more kicking in his Wallaby game plan than there was in his Waratah game plan. Uh, but he always, and you see, we talk about the mistakes they made against England and that let, let them back in the game. He plays a high-risk game, so there's going to be turnover. You, you've, you're coached and you're taught that you're going to play a style of footy that you'll probably create more errors in the opposition, but you've got to be able to quickly shut those mistakes down. So you've got to be able to drop the ball and either beat them to it and go for a scrum reset or drop the ball and get your defensive line set in the first three seconds of that one phase because if you don't, good side's... And I think that's where there's probably still a little bit of work to do, just the transition from mistakes. Mm. I don't want them to play a conservative way of footy because we've got such a competitive market out here. 
we need to win and win well. That's just how Australian rugby should be. From the outside looking in, that Waratahs side was also always tracking upwards. And I reckon, as Halsey said just then, the Wallabies were heading in mm. one direction last year, reverted, hit reverse for a touch. I think what the big the big improvement we've seen, particularly through the back end of this year, is the skill set has improved from each of our Wallabies. And if that continues under the guidance of their new skills coach, Mick Byrne, across the off-season, if those skills are then taken back after being in a Wallaby set-up to Super Rugby, so all of a sudden you've got a wider group of guys being exposed to those skills that have been taken back by the Wallabies. Everyone's a winner, and we can kick on a Super Rugby in 2017 with some hope. Now to the sevens. Uh, the Australian women's sevens side went down... Well, they didn't go down narrowly. They were, they were blown out by New Zealand in the final of the Dubai sevens last week. And it was a red-hot NZ side that came out for revenge and retribution after being rolled in Rio. Guys, how much of the series did you catch, the series opener? Oh, a little bit, particularly on day one. It was uh, it was an impressive start by Australia. Um, their big names kind of stepped up in that, that first day and slightly obviously fell away in that, that final. That happens. A lot of new players introduced to the system, though, which was, which was good. Um, and now they've got a little bit of a break before the next one. But Sydney's the next one. Yeah. So uh, some real some real stars uncovered. Mahalia Murphy, who looks a ready-made ready replacement for Elliot Green, who was out with a shoulder injury. Mahalia Murphy, awesome. Mm. Uh, also, some of the young girls. Brooke Anderson looks like a little little rough-and-tumble player who's going to go places. Georgina Fredericks as well. And then, of course, as you said, the older guard, Alicia Quirk. Um, she'll be filthy with the way that the series opener panned out. But my goodness, in their opening game against South Africa, it was it was a passing masterclass. There was one try she set up for Mahalia Murphy. I reckon we clip it up. I reckon we make it a little something that people can get a squeeze at. She throws, Hoylesey. She throws at full tilt, a 30-metre long ball, left to right. Left to right. Right to left too. Right to left, onto mm. the nose of Mahalia Murphy, who just takes and streaks away. He can't defend that in any form of the game. The skill set these women have is just mind-blowing. I've said it before. She's uh, she's the female Stephen Larkham. Like, the way she passed the football is incredible. Her boyfriend, Matt Lucas, he's a halfback for the Waratahs. She's a better pass than Matt. I've told him that. <laughs> you can't did deny he, that. Did he uh, cop to that? Did he, he just, he did just he nodded and, as if, I know. And... <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. it was, you can go and practice, Matt, but you're not going to be better. No, it was brilliant. It <laughs> yeah. was brilliant. So there were moments of brilliance they tossed yeah. up that they were beaten by, who was certainly the better side in the final. It was just one of those games, guys, where you, they just could get their hands on the ball. New Zealand dominated possession, even pinned down in their own half, have to, have to soak up plenty of minutes, plenty of minutes, and then when they managed to get their breakthrough, Porsche Woman, they took it. The Aussie defence, by their own admission, speaking to them day after, they weren't happy with their defence in the final. But that, hey, that's sevens. That's why we love sevens, you know? Yeah, I bumped into Shannon Parrott at the uh, Rupert lunch yesterday, and she mentioned that. She said, well... If you're going to miss 80% of your tackles in a final, you're going to lose the game. And, yeah. and you know what, you don't, they've had a remarkable sort of year, the women's sevens, and they've probably all been a, one, eye, one eye on the sevens, on the Olympics, sorry, and one eye on mm. life after being mm. Olympic champions. So we've said it before, that's going to be a big battle for Timmy Walsh just to be able to keep him up, keep him up, keep him focused. And it's also, you see New Zealand rugby, like they don't like losing. Mm-hmm. They've, they've kicked it up a gear, haven't they? And that's, that's how we need this tournament to go. We yep. need the Kiwis and the South Africans and the Americans and Canadians. We need them all to get, to get better and, and it'll just make for a really exciting Sydney Sevens. Congratulations to Fiji as well, who had their best ever finish Anaka. on the series. Is there any scope, Shawnee, Anaka for Anaka. we see the uh, women's and the men's play together in certain tournaments and then they split up? And, and so, we've, so what we've got now is what we've got, we've got 
Dubai. Sydney will be men's and women's. I can't wait for Sydney. That is going to be a hell of a tournament. Vegas as well. So Vegas has just come on board as another co-tournament. You and going there, Sean? I'll be, gonna... I'll be in Vegas, no question, no way, no how you stop me getting there. Uh, but this is one of the things. So I, from what I can gather from the women I've spoken to, they don't mind that they are in as part of these, as part of these tournaments because it increases their exposure. And when they get onto the main field, so that final was played in front of about 40,000 people in Dubai and again everyone who's at the ground are dialed into it because they recognise how unbelievable these women are and it's it's no problem so long term I'd be interested to see how they play it out Canada is always really well supported the only the two tournaments this year where it might not be as big as the others there is one in Japan and there will be one in another part of the world that has just just jumped me it's just jumped right out of my mind Clermont France yeah. Clermont which is a series finale. So, yeah, we'll see a little bit more of it. And obviously the men's are the, the flip side of that. The Australian men's side came out and played some very good sevens footy. Didn't know how they'd handle their new look squad, but they actually were very impressive going down in, to Wales in the cup quarter final. Again, it's it's so unpredictable, sevens. And then they um, they clobbered New Zealand in their final game. New Zealand and Scotland to finish, yeah. Scotland, so New Zealand, yeah. Smashed New Zealand. I yeah. Smashed I didn't... I, I wasn't expecting to get in the top four and they went, they went really close. A lot of those guys we haven't seen before did really well thought Myers was mm. you know, led from the front yeah Chucky Stannard Pat McCutcheon played his last tournament I saw that's that sad was, um, to see I the couch go he's finishing but the, the thing for the Aussie guys now is we saw them last year have some really good campaigns but they couldn't do it two weeks in a row in the how the men's tournament structured so they go to Cape Town now and uh, so Jesse Parry he comes into the squad you know there's some some bigger names that have arrived in Cape Town to, or joined them in Cape Town so you just want to see them as young guys just to be able to be consistent with their performance and try and finish always in getting that top four, always getting that top four. It was another massive another massive tournament, guys, just thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people everywhere in and around the precinct in Dubai, the Seven Stadium, and it'll be the same this week in Cape Town. Yeah, and we saw how, how impressive Henry Hutchinson still is and, and the speed that he offers is just so important to the men's side. A couple of tries against Japan, first match. Um, but can you just explain to us as well with Pat McCutcheon, some people would probably be thinking, hang on, it's just the first series and you, you're hanging up the, the boots now. Why, why is that? He's con- they're contracted till you know 1st January, 31st December. Calendar so year. Calendar year. I don't know why he's not in Cape Town, to be honest. It might be something to do with, I think he's about to have, pretty close to having his first child, so maybe that might be the reason. And, and I don't know why he's, he either hasn't re-signed or they haven't. I don't know if they've offered him a contract or whatnot, but um, he's been around for a long time. He's been a pretty uh, popular member of all the teams he's been in, so... Um, nice to see him lead the team out for his last game and get a win. That was, yeah. that was good. Yeah, good way to wrap it up. So they'll all be in action again this weekend. The men's sides on the Fox Sports Rugby Channel. I guess it's a rugby channel. Fox Sports 502 across the weekend. Every single game out of the Cape Town 7s where you can watch the men's side do their thing. South Africa are defending champions Ooh. there and they were Didn't incredible they last good. weekend. Yeah, you, uh, you called that one yeah, over in show. Dubai. You picked Tip that one. And they were you know what? Just ridiculous. It's a shame you didn't have any money left in the Punners Club account. You... You dropped 7K on Hillary, didn't you? That's yeah. a shame. That, that could have gone in the, yeah, no, the I did, box. I did, I did, I did think South Africa would go. Um, I did think South Africa would go. Not personally, but would go particularly well. Six, six cumulative. Six cumulative. Yeah, um, it's still a, a whack. Okay, so, um, so that wraps up uh, our week that's gone. Now, guys, a chance for us to talk about what has transpired in 2016. It has been a long 
long year of rugby. Where though, we're going to kick it off. We're going to go around the room with your star of the year, your best player of 2016. Yeah, well, this is, I guess, I'm not going out on a, too much of a limb here, but as a Hurricanes and All Blacks fan, it was pretty hard to go past uh, Bowden Barrett. Uh, he just, just was pulling things out of his uh, out of his horse all season, wasn't he? Just everything he touched uh, turned to gold. Unbelievable intercepts, chip kicks, um, flick passes, and the, the pace that he's got. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, going into the season, people thought Aaron Cruden would be the New Zealand's number one, number ten. So, you know, to, to think of how how far Barrett's come in this season is quite incredible, uh, really. He was having to make do as an impact player, mainly at fullback off the bench, um, and, and he's still got a ways to go in terms of his uh, goal kicking in particular and, and some game management issues as well. But, yeah, what he offers in terms of just raw attacking brilliance, he, he's certainly my player of the year. You can't argue with that, but for, for mine... For but I will. From, I will. From, from, but an I will. from an Australian perspective, I would say Adam Coleman. I think it's great to see a, a forward who's ripping in putting on good hits, operating the line out. I think it's really encouraging, and I think Australian rugby's probably lacked uh, that second-row dominance over the, the last kind of almost decade. That's something that the All Blacks have had a, a huge huge advantage and superiority over, over the Wallabies. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how he goes next year. And we saw when he missed the last couple of tests on the spring tour, that um, that that, uh, that there was there was something missing in that in that forward collective pack. I am going to go with a female sevens player. I'm going to go Charlotte Casley. You can speak for both of us. You're going to go for Charlotte. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, like I just think I've got a great story about about that in just a second as well. Well, I go. just think it's just made such a difference in Australian rugby, and I, I watched that final, the Olympic final, with my daughter, and like she would never have thought of playing rugby. She's eight, eight years old and. At the end of the final, she turned and said, "Oh, when can I meet Charlotte Caslick and Shani Williams?" Like you know, like just that, just a definitive moment in in the game. And there was that one game against the Americans in the Olympic, and when she chased down that that lady from about seventy meters the other side of the field, she ran her down. One of the great tackles you've seen. You can compare it to Scotty Sattler's in the Rugby League Grand Final in oh, two thousand three. It was a remarkable tackle. It's she, like Gregan. Yeah, it was, it was Gregan. It was. It really was. And she made the tackle, got up, gave a little stare, nothing too rude, flicked the ponytail back, and I was like, wow, that's that's a huge moment in Australian sport. So that, that that's my one. So I'll go with that, and I'll, I'll add a little bit of juice to yep. the story there as well. So after you'll see that, just raise no, 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 I'll take, I'll take. I'm, Char- I'm, I'm on board with Same Charlotte. Same team here, go for it. Yeah. And uh, post, so post the women's event in Dubai, the girls had a chance to catch up with Brian O'Driscoll, who yep. had said off Bod. the back, Bod, who yep. had a chance to um, catch up with the great man, and he had come out through the Olympics and said he had a rugby crush on Charlotte because he loved the way she played. So what happened was, before Charlotte came into the HSBC suite where the gang was, someone dressed her up in a uh, Irish jersey and came in and said, oh, uh, first time they met, I understand you've got a bit of a rugby crush on me. <laughs> and the bod, he didn't know how to handle. The bod didn't know how to handle the yeah. bod. But rattled. Uh, it was yeah. great. It was so good to see. So I'm with you, Halsey. Charlotte Kazik, my 100% star of the year. Okay, let's go rookie of the year. And this can be a rookie for Super Rugby or Test Rugby, whatever suits you. Halsey, I'll go back to you. Okay, that's going to be quick. Well, if I go Test Rugby, it's I'm going to go with Reese Hodge because... Adam Coleman's been playing Super Rugby for a few years. That's and I think he's been outstanding. Arnold's been in for a couple of years. Halapetti's been a couple of years. This is the first year Reese Hodges played Super Rugby. So Super Rugby and Test Rugby he comes in and he finishes the year as probably one of our one of our best 
players in a Wallaby jersey. So and he can play twelve, he can play thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. He can play ten, I suppose, at a, at a pinch. And his kicking game strong, running game strong, defence is strong. I think he's been, you know, excellent. Christy, we'll work our way back around the yeah, other Yeah, I, I don't know if you can. I, I think you probably can't. You can't. Yeah. He, he's your man. Um, Shawnee, I'm pretty sure you were the one calling over at the West when he made uh, his mm-hmm. debut, and it was just two tries on his raining debut cats for the and dogs, and he stood up. And he, not only that, he played. I think he started on the wing or was going to. Then, then uh, an injury before pre-kickoff. Yeah, three positions. Goes fullback, yeah. fly half, inside centre, and we've seen it right the way throughout the year. How he's handled himself has been impeccable. Uh, huge talent. I'm just, who knows where he's going to settle on. Maybe we can just quickly touch on it. Probably in the midfield. A lot of Let's people. talk about that in 2017. Yeah. Were they? Who's your rookie of the year? Oh, uh, threat Sefer Naivalu. He didn't play a lot at all, and he had an injury disrupted season, but I'm just a big fan of him, and I was very glad that Checker did make that call to start him ahead of Henry Spate, who's had his own injury issues. But yeah, Navalu's really dynamic player, and he, he just looks, uh, you know, like he's up to it mentally. You know, thrown into that big test at Twickenham, and he was, uh, yeah, happy to to rip in. So yeah, he's a really exciting prospect. I think I'll make it Hodge times three. I think you there guys you are bang on the money. Bang, bang on the money. Okay, other little things that we want to wrap up in terms of awards. Your pick the best game of rugby you saw in 2016 that's a great shout because it's so subjective were though uh look it's hard to go i think the certainly the rugby we've got the olympics um incredible but the from a test match perspective Island it's hard to, hard to go past the you'll get test. your turn mate you get your turn hard to go past the test in chicago i mean that's the defining test of the the year isn't it uh, the all blacks finally toppled after 111 years of irish Heartbreak. So um, that and that just makes the the rugby landscape all the more fascinating, doesn't it? We had England uh, not not able to play the All Blacks, which would have been great as well. But Ireland toppling them, sort of setting the stage for the British and Irish uh, Lions tour of New Zealand next year. That was uh, yeah, just an incredible incredible game to watch. Nice to hear that, mate. Um, from a actual game, I loved. I think it was the Highlanders Crusaders Super Rugby down in Dunedin. It was an absolute cracker. The Highlanders ended up winning. There was a cross-field kick from Lima Sopawanga, which wouldn't have been more than two metres you, you went. To, you were like a little kid and went to the park and practised that with your mate, didn't you, after, after that one? <laughs> may, on. may, may have. A little, a little kid who's nowhere near the full quid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, no shame in it, ripping no, down to the park. Was, it no. was a bloody good try. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, no. Did, you, did you manage to replicate it? Uh, once or twice out of about 30 attempts. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, my Look, okay, a game I really enjoyed watching, I was on the sideline with Fox that night. It was when the Waratahs beat the Chiefs. So they just turned it around. I thought yeah. that was a really good game of rugby. I, I, I really like, the SFS. Yeah, I love it when teams almost plays out in the field because there's so much talk about tactics and plays. And speaking of the players after the game, they pretty much just changed their tactics on the run instinctively because they saw a few holes pop up through the middle, and it was Cliffy Parlow and Skelton, and they just manned up. But from a whole day experience, and I, I have to say I wasn't there, but watching it and seeing what it was like, the Sydney Club Rugby Grand Final, like hey. 11,000 people at North Sydney Oval. Yeah, I like that. In a year and a time where everyone's saying the game's struggling and the, you know, we've got to give more to Club Rugby. I don't want to go into that debate, but yeah. Sydney Club Rugby, Brisbane had 10,000 at Ballymore, North Sydney Oval, it was just... It's what, it's what rugby pitch was. invasion, it was great. Yeah, it's yeah, what no, rugby it's... was when I was a kid. It was yeah. like club, I used to go and watch all the grand finals at Concord and 16,000 there felt like yeah. 40 at Allianz. So I just think that was a really good moment for the game. Super shout. I've been, the last 
big time shoot shield final I can remember was Manly, funnily enough, Manly v Eastwood, nineteen ninety seven, where Manly yeah. rolled. Same again, guys. It was at the yeah. uh, this one was at the SFS, yeah. but it was around there were around twenty thousand there yeah. for that one for a club rugby grand final. So it was great to see it going back in that direction. It was the same thing back then, red and blue flags, yeah. blue and white flags. Yeah. It was crazy. So that's a that's a great shout. Um, I, I'm going to give an honourable mention here to the third test between Australia and England at the SFS yeah. point scoring shootout. So rare you see that in test rugby. I think it was 60 points. Yeah, there was no, it was 80. Yeah, it was close to 80. 40, 40. Yeah. 44, 84 points. Rain man over here. Yeah, Rain man. So well that done. was, thought that was a, a hell of a game despite the Wallabies going down. But I'm going to go all the way back to February and I feel like we're, I'm singing the Sevens seven song sheet. But the final of the Sydney Sevens this year, Australia v New Zealand. Oh, I think you had a classics game. Oh, the classics <laughs> game. That was my <laughs> fourth, fourth chat. Honourable mention. Honourable mention as well, the classic game on the Sunday afternoon. But... Full house, a full house at Allianz mm. Stadium, Australia v New Zealand, and it came down to the final play of the game. Unfortunately extra. for the Aussies, New Zealand it was it wasn't extra time. Did it go an extra time? No, 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 no. New Zealand no, won. Rico, 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 scored. Yeah. But we saw Cam Clark, we saw Henry Hutchison, we had the sunshine breathing down on everyone, green and gold jerseys through the crowd, and that was every that was the first time. Great afternoon. Don't forget the first time that Beers in the Sun don't on the other forget Western stand. Beers in the Sun, the first time that the Sevens have come to Sydney and what an incredible way to showcase that event in an Olympic year. For me, that was, I know it's something a little bit different, but hey, that's what this is about. Yep. Australia New Zealand final of the Sydney Sevens. That was my little pick. Yep. All right. Okay, the, uh, we've, got our, we've got our highlighter games. Um, your, uh, your best character. Who in world rugby emerged as the best character uh, across this year? Who did you give your hat tip to on that front, were they? Look, the first thing that comes to mind is just the... I know we might be uh, slightly sick of it talking about it here in uh, Australia, but certainly the one of the defining storylines of the year was the Jones check and niggle. Um, on and on and on it went, and I think that... Uh, you know, love him or hate him, he uh, he certainly is uh, one of the big stories of 2016, I think, Eddie Jones in his, in his mind okay. games. Hopefully he gets a bit of comeuppance next year. Sure. Doran? I'm, I'm scratching my head, literally. Um, Nits? <laughs> poss- 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 possibly um, You know what I'm talking about here don't yeah. you yeah. It's, it's like when they have the newcomer of the is, year award but is there someone a, who's is there a, out of their shell Someone who's emerged There's someone who gets people talking Gets people chatting You know someone who steps up What's your Away one? from rugby What's your one Away from rugby Yeah yeah There's, oh, a, there's a bit of a void I'll, there Because we've lost the Honey mind. Badger And Fumiaki Tanaka from the Highlanders He's gone back to Japan So there's a bit of a, a void there I reckon For the next big uh, cult hero To come through next mm. year I like Scott Seo. He's my, oh, okay. he's, my yeah. he's my 2016 character He put chill in you the year. Slurpy mate <laughs> he, you like him he, he spiked my slurpy up in Brisbane He did it all with a smile What a prick yeah. um, But he is a real real uh, out there extroverted sort of character in a similar mould like you said Halsey to Satafu Pilota yeah. now a little left to centre yeah. uh, love to dab love, you know what he enjoys himself and I think that's what it's all about i got a six year old son who's dabbing at assembly because of Scott Seo <laughs> there you True go story. <laughs> there you yeah. go Cam Newton Scott Seo just on that note for next season with characters uh, it's going to be great to see Digby Uwani back uh, in mm. Super Rugby not not for shame the Reds shame the Crusaders I don't know a shame but uh, yeah we're going to see between him and Scott Robertson who likes breakdancing as well we're going to see some Pretty, like pretty we need to be helping out New wacky Zealand things. giving them some of our best wingers <laughs> I, don't work, I, I can't work that out yeah. okay my one is I'm going to have to echo you here and sadly I was somehow caught 
<laughs> actually, I lit the fire. It was a disaster. It's still simmering. You didn't um, light the fire. We were the a part of was, the fire. Was, the fire was lit well before you stepped into no, the no, press conference. We were very, we were very, yeah, that's true. We were very much a part of the, the fire that continued, though. So um, I suppose I should just apologise once again because it's what I've done all Because it's the first yeah, time you've done yeah, it. No, no. I, just, uh, I do like seeing the stuff that goes on. Like, as much as my name was still dragged into it, I like seeing coaches have a crack at each other. I think it's good for the game. Um, we, we need to actually start to see some characters, and those guys are both. So, um, And even here in recently, they were fine, caught up before after the game, fine. But there is genuine rivalry there, and I think that's healthy for the sport. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to... I'm sorry, gonna... and Checker and Hanson, I think that rivalry... Mm, that's good too. It's good, you know? And I think there's a, a, there is respect for each other, but... Checks just on a mission to fire his team up, and you know I like I've seen why he does that, and, and I think it works for players, and uh, I just you've got to keep persevering with it. Certainly like uh, Hanson's dry sense of humour, but I, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go with with Kaslik actually, just because I didn't know a whole heap about her. You've been googling her a fair bit, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's out there. Um, but no, no, no. What she's done with in terms of the game, uh, she's been a, a real positive and, and great story for for rugby. There you go. Oh, short and sharp. <laughs> You're really throwing him under the bus there, haven't you? No, I can just see his computer from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a lot of departures in 2016. Who will you miss most, guys? Who will you miss most from the world of rugby? Uh, who's going? Ooh. Okay. There was a whole bunch of guys who've tapped out. Um, yeah. Look. I certainly missed Paul O'Connell uh, this year, the great Irishman. I know he bowed out post-World Cup, but he's uh, he's one that's certainly missed. And then Fumi Tanaka at the Highlanders and his weird and wacky antics, they're two that spring to mind off the top of my head. Yeah, look, from an Australian rugby point of view, uh, I think I'll miss watching Cliffy Palu. The Tars will miss him. He's yeah, had a... He might have seen back, who knows, but he's in Japan and, and I hear he'll probably finish there. I think... He was a guy, just how he stepped out, he literally, they wanted to do a press conference with him to say he was going, he was already gone. Like, mm. he didn't want to, doesn't want to, any of the fanfare. And he, uh, what he's done on the field has been remarkable. We've all been able to see that, but very few people have been able to see what he's done off the field, especially with the the huge amount of Polynesians we have in the game now. I think he's been remarkable. Big reason is he stayed in the game. Big reason why people like Tolu Latu have progressed to the Wallabies is just because of his influence. So, yeah, I'll, I'll miss big, big bull, as they call him. Liam Gill. Oh, but he's coming back, mate. Yeah, he's not look, really retired. Look, yeah, I understand that. But just from an You're Australian missing perspective, time, aren't you? Yeah. it was uh, a huge loss. Yeah. One of my favourite players to Agreed. watch. Yeah. Uh, young bloke. I think it's a sad sight when you've got a 23, 24-year-old bloke. You know he keeps getting leaving. picked in the mini well Olympic um, yeah, team, team of the week. week. Yeah. French top 14 team yeah. of the week. Almost. With Pocock, is essentially a with, world with no Pocock next year, he's going to be sorely missed next oh. year, I think. He, he would have played a big role, I think. I know that Hooper and McMahon, are, they're in great players, but very different There's no one better on the ball. And he's just seems like a great top Top bloke, top team in. He's top line. He snaps field goals. From what about top line? I was just about to say that yeah. was one of the moments top line. of the year. Yeah, yeah he's the drop that's, that's a good balls. shout. Christy. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, uh, I'll go with another red departed, uh, Greg Holmes. Yeah, uh, Greg Holmes. It uh, yeah. just ran up so many caps with the Reds. Reemerges a Wallaby. Um, just evergreen. Yeah, you know, a good story. Yeah. Score one of the, the great prop tries of all time, Subiaco Oval, many, many moons. Back around 60 yeah, against yeah. Ireland, you know? He used to have a great turn of pace. Quick guy, used to have a lovely buffon. And yeah. one day, one day up in QLD, I went fishing with him, Did north you? of Stratty. Loves his fishing. Loves his fishing. Went out yeah. there with Matty Lucas, and yeah. um, we went marlin fishing. Didn't catch it. Didn't yeah. catch it. Didn't get, a, didn't get a nibble. 
But there I was. Still with got memories and stories. Still yeah. remember it well. I didn't catch a thing. Yeah. Um, so to him, I say, we'll miss you, yeah. Greg Holmes. Okay, fellas, is there one other? Is there one other category that you want to tick off around the year that was? Look, uh, look maybe th- maybe we could do a quick. Uh, we, we're doing this for the website as well. A quick prediction for next for, okay for next season. Okay, you go. Were they? I'm on the spot. Oh, look, I will say that the Reds will top the Australian Super Rugby Conference. I might have stolen one of Christie's ones there, but he's got plenty, plenty of other ones. But when you go through the Reds roster, it's actually pretty imposing next season. Mm. And uh, a lot of leaders there, um, George Smith, Stephen Moore, um, obviously Quade back at, at 10. So I actually think they've got enough quality. The Brumbies have lost a few. The Waratahs have lost a few. There's a, a chance that the Reds really could uh, bounce back from a, a tough couple of years. Stronger chance, stronger than a chance, I think. But uh, I'm going I'm to shout out and go... And be optimistic and think that the British and Irish Lions are going to topple the All Blacks. It's going to be a hell of a tour. It's a 10-match tour. But uh, as we touched upon earlier, the Northern Hemisphere teams have just improved out of sight over the last Don't year. Don't mind that. And look, they've got some really good combinations going and some good leadership there too. They've got so many options to pick from. It's incredible when you go through it now. that you know, got Obviously, England and Ireland both really strong 15s and then Wales and Scotland aren't the worst either so look it's going to be a pretty epic series I won't go as far as that am I right in saying the last time the British and Irish Lions won a, a tour it was 2013 wasn't it they rolled us and then previous to that was 97 correct yeah okay cool uh, look I, I'm hoping for an improved Western Force I think they've got a good roster yeah um, they guys like Coleman good back row um, Hale Petty Hale Petty John Lance. A um, bit more stability there. I think the way they'll be coached will be in a much more positive manner. I hope they win just because I've you know, recently done a shout-out. My friend Sean Byrne is the attack coach. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of really good photos of Sean from a photo shoot <laughs> yeah. he did for me. going to drip feed them out. I'm going to drip feed them out every time they get a win. I've already <laughs> yeah. had a really good response to my Instagram post. So every time what they get motivation a- for the players yeah, to win? I've had contact from at least half a dozen and two or three members of staff, so yep. that's driving them to success, seeing... Sean Byrne dressed up in all of his, all of his glory. But I do think the Reds will have a really improved season. I can't wait to sit here and talk about George Smith and have. There'll be a debate soon, like because there's no Pocock and we might get an injury. There'll be a push to have George Smith from everyone back in the wall of his jer- in a wall of his jersey. He said he won't do it, but um, I reckon we can start that push. I got a, early, I got a, I got a mirror. I got a mirror right there. You, okay. t- you just jumped on in there. Okay. Because of force, yeah. Because now everyone in Perth knows how dire the force the situation is. Because they're opening up in terms of ownership around the club. You know, buy the force, own the force, that sort of stuff. Which I reckon is a super idea. Maybe everyone will start getting back to NIB. Yep. It's going to be a different story next year. I'm telling you, yep. a different story. New coach, great guy, Dave Vessels. Yep. Hell of a guy. The players really, yep. really like him. So they took out the NRC, different level, but that's good momentum going. Good into Mauritius tens. Mauritius tens. Don't forget that. Trophies, trophies, trophies. Yeah. bulging. And. Uh, uh, and just on the great man you just mentioned, then I'm tipping George Smith, Super Rugby Player of the Year. Yeah, there you go, like Super Rugby Player of the Year. At the age of 37, I think if, he'll be next if there's year. There's a market for same it. Age as you and, and if I was allowed to gamble on the game, I reckon I'd have a bit each way. Yeah, not six grand like you had on Hillary no. Sam. Thirty. <laughs> I'm a high roller. He should be 37 um, by the time Super Rugby yeah. closes out yeah. next year. Uh, so that's that's my selection. Okay, fellas. Now before we go, um, one last hurrah. Before we go, uh, one of the things that's been discussed in recent weeks, which is really sort of um, 
gain a little bit of attention is the play ratings that are given yep. out by Sam Worthington, yep. Christy Dore, and you and I don't do it. Um, are we going to rate them? Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to get you to I'm going to get you to rate our Fox Sports journos. Now this isn't in terms of this isn't in terms of their workers journos because each are very good journos. This is just more around their performance in the podcast room. Oh, okay. okay. And so and not as not as guys or how they, you know, it's yeah. not a it's okay. not a okay. KPI thing. Okay. Yep. It's not how you got on with them at the Christmas party. It's nothing Didn't to do with to that. It. Didn't go to it. It's um, nothing to do with that. It's okay. just in here and you've got to give you got to give a read. So, you, know, you know how these smart asses give like yeah, a three yeah, line yeah, descript- yeah. descriptor. Yeah. It's okay. not going to be nice guys. I'm okay. So this is this is your chance Stephen Hoyles. As a former player okay. who was on the receiving end of many player ratings, yep. some good, some pretty ordinary. Didn't read them. Yep. Sure you didn't. Is yep. um, to, to give some feedback here to Sam Worthington on his podcast work. Okay. Uh, it's not just podcasts. It's your round. Sort you, of, I just told you it's no, got to be podcast lot, work. It's about how he communicates on times of podcasts. It's everything. You know? he, I, okay. So, okay. Um, I'm going to give Sam, I'm going to have to look you straight in the face here and say... <laughs> I can't think of a reason to give you any more than four out of ten, and that's because I don't like the smugness on your face when the Wallabies lose and the All Blacks win. I feel like you're a spy at times in this podcast. You sit here and you try and sympathise with us as Wallaby fans. Kicking you under the table. But you're just deep down, you're, you're happy about it. And then I was thinking five or six, and then I heard... On podcasts that you and your punning club dropped six thousand dollars on Hillary Clinton to win the U.S. Uh, president election, I just think that is madness. No one who is of any sane thinking can put that sort of money on an election. Um, so yeah, you got four out of ten, uh, and and you. That might be a good mark. We'll, I was going to we'll say you'll we'll be find disappointed out. about that, but wait till you hear about Christy, <laughs> Lindsay. You're going to get an extra half a point because you've got matching red socks and a red polo shirt. And every time I come in here, it's like Christmas. You've got a green or a red piece of clothing on but um there was an incident this year where i said something on a podcast and that somehow found its way to a news article as a headline as a headline yeah no uh, i felt betrayed did he really do that he did do that you can't do that yeah there was absolutely no reference to it um so i'm going to give you a three out of a ten okay give him that and i'll (laughs) start taking points off okay okay and and it's brutal there was one other option on a other rugby show we got to take christy to go and play wheelchair rugby. We did. And the whole idea of that was for him to do a Take story a Fox on Sports it. Journal. Take a Fox Sports Play against Journal. Harry Cliss, Riley yeah. Bat. Hey, he's got medal winning gold. Andrew Edmondson. Yeah, yeah, they won Olympic gold. Legend to the game. We still don't have our article, mate. And you they've won gold. You still haven't written the article. So where's it at? I've been working him pretty hard. He's had a lot of work on his plate, just in Christie's defence here. I have, yeah. to, have to... A collective seven, mate. Well done. Seven, <laughs> seven out of 20. Shaking Hang on hands. a second. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. I'm I think, taking, the, I'm I think taking, the NRL boys want to do a podcast. Yeah, we might, well have can, can, might have to wrap well, up. Might have to wrap up. Okay. Um, I'm going to take him back to a 2.5 <laughs> okay. because I felt at times that he supported every other side in the world other than the Wallabies. Yeah, I felt like that. Yeah. Do certainly. you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought he was. He's obviously been sitting next to Sam for too long. He's an inter- Sam. He and I'm in- taking off another 0.5 so Ooh. you can forget your seven. Oh, six point five. For when you lost, six. he lost down his, to six. He lost point his for every thousand dollars you spent on Hillary. Listen, he lost that bet around the. Um, around the NRL grand final and he came in uh, in dress, in dress. and I've got no dramas on. with that I've got I don't I do not I've got no dramas with that I couldn't care what you dress yeah. in you yeah. know you obviously know? obviously the yeah. way the, the way yeah. the way yeah. that I cut around yeah. um, but there was just something not quite right about it and yeah. there goes another half so you guys are back to a six so okay. congratulations a six. on a hell of a year Sam Worthy but as you Christy guys rate player ratings that's probably 
about Ooh, on par. Yeah. So yeah. Wouldn't be bad for a Wallabies player, would it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's exactly it. That's it. Well, thanks for the Another feedback, half. gents. Yeah. Another half. Hey, that was Will being kind there. We'll see you next yeah. year. Eh? Kind. What a Christmas um, gift. What yeah, a Christmas, Christmas gift. <laughs> We're staying positive in the festive spirit. Guys, thank you so much for your work throughout the year. I know it's been tough at times in order of um, staying positive around uh, yep. Australian rugby, but I think we've done a fairly good job. As always, we... Uh, trying to promote the game and trying to make you who are listening on as well to um, have a laugh along the way. We don't always talk rugby. That's not what this one's about. We like to delve off into other things as we have again today. So thank you for listening to us. Uh, Where though, thank you. Christy, Stephen Halls, just a quick word. You've enjoyed it? Loved time, it. Time off now. Shout out to Denno. Well done. Dave Thanks, Dennis, mate. hell of a year. It's been emotional. We'll uh, rip in for another podcast, sort of Sydney Sevens, Brisbane 10s time. That's going to be Ooh, huge as well. It's going to yeah. be huge. Thanks, Shawnee, for hosting. It's been no, a cracking one. No, I've well loved being a part of it. So uh, thank you again to you um, listening on, and I hope that you and yours have a wonderful Christmas break. A happy new year to you all as well, and 2017 will be on our doorstep in a second. It is Sean Maloney saying goodbye and Merry Christmas. Thank you.